Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes. Welcome to Rock Strikes Ten, the show guaranteed to always give you ten songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. And, uh, you know, uh, the other day my wife was having a, uh, you know, an all girls party at the house, which is cool. You know, uh, it's, she definitely needs it, you know, having to live with me and everything. So, uh, you know, when that is going on, you know, I, I get gone. I, I leave the house and, and, uh, usually I just go record shopping, uh, but, and that's if there's not like, you know, a new horror movie playing down there at the, uh, the local movie theater. Cause, uh, Nola is not so much of a fan of the horror movie and, uh, you know, or if it's, you know, not anyway, long story, but I, you know, I, I went and saw that new movie, the witch and you know it's getting a ton of great buzz a lot of a lot of really big players and 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 people with a lot of credibility in this genre really giving it up for this movie and you know i guess say it's it is a very good movie it is uh you know i went in there completely cold not expecting uh anything i didn't know what i was gonna get so you know even by that i i still enjoyed the movie you know it's it, I, I was hearing so much hype for about two weeks straight that you know, nothing really ever lives up to the hype, at least not a whole lot of things. So, you know, you know, if you're a buff like me, don't go in there expecting, you know, the greatest new horror movie of modern times or anything, but just, you know, go in, uh, one, a nice little scare here and there and you're going to get it. So, you know, I'm leaving the theater. I'm like, Hey, you know, why not? That's, uh, the kind of thing I hope happens when I'm out and about doing stuff that a show idea will just come to me and I'm like, well, hell there's gotta be at least 10 songs that deal with witches. Why not? And, and I'm sure that's going to make it a very metal centric episode. And I was right when I went and looked through there, there's going to be a couple of nuggets uh, from the good old days thrown in here. Uh, but for the most part, you got a pretty hard rock and heavy metal show planned for rock strikes 10 this week dealing with witches. So let's kick it off here. Uh, with a guy that uh, made kind of a witch movie a few years ago. It, it definitely deals in that for sure. Uh, a movie called Lords of Salem. But Rob Zombie, of course, he's got two songs from his solo career that have the word witch in it. Uh, the obvious one, I think, is American Witch because there was kind of a single for that. But I'm going to play you something a little bit deeper here. It's what you come to expect here on Rock Strikes 10. So, you know, Rob, you know, he's he's been solo for a long time now, 20 years. And he's just now about to come out with his sixth solo album. So looking forward to that. I always, always like Rob's record. So this one's off of his fourth solo album, the sequel to Hellbilly Deluxe, Hellbilly Deluxe 2. And kicking off the show here tonight, this is Virgin Witch.
Kicking off the show here tonight, that was Rob Zombie with Virgin Witch off of Hellbilly Deluxe 2. Pretty much the current band that he has right now, with the exception of Tommy Clufetto's there on drums, who Tommy is now, you may know, if you're a super hardcore fan out there, then you would know that Tommy Clufetto's is the current drummer for Black Sabbath on their farewell tour. I think I talked about that in the last episode, but uh, yeah, good for Tommy. He's now played with three huge, huge acts. You know, Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper, uh, Ozzy Solo, I saw him with Ozzy, and now Sabbath. I mean, that guy made himself a hell of a resume. Good for him. And of course, rounding out the band lineup there, current bass player Piggy D and John Five on lead guitar. Uh, Joey Jordison actually does show up for a couple of songs here uh, on that record because he came in right around that time. I think I think they redid his drum tracks uh, for the reissue because they did reissue out in Hellbilly Deluxe too. Anyway, long, crazy, convoluted, geeky facts there for you. All right, moving on. Next song here, uh, a band that gets better with every record and complete. You know, I'm you know I, I say this every time I think when I play them, but when they came out, they were definitely perceived as kind of a gimmick, uh, and, and that's just because of the roots of the band, but a band is now a legit player in the world of heavy metal music, and I'm very proud of that because I was day one with this band, the great Fozzie, and off of their latest album, Do You Want to Start a War? This is Witchery. Spells, strength. 
Fozzie there with Witchery off of their latest release, Do You Want to Start a War? I wonder if they got anything planned this year as far as, like, you know, a new record, maybe just some more touring. I know uh, Chris Jericho back in WWE for another run here. You know, Jericho's got it. He's got the best of both worlds for a guy that wanted to be the greatest wrestler of all time and one of the great frontmen of all time. He's managed to accomplish both. And he goes back and forth between the two things. And, you know, both sides welcome him with open arms. And I think that's great. So Jericho, he's got it made. He's the man. All right. And we're back. (laughs) You know, I apologize. The first two segments. I seem to be doing this like every time now. The last few times uh, I'd have Logan come over. We'd record a show, usually a fallen episode. And, you know, I got the double-ended thing here. I got this really great mic. Uh, I don't mean to brag, but I got a really great mic here for the show. The uh, uh, the Yeti Blue Mic Microphones. There's a free plug for you. It'd be awesome to have a, a sponsorship from them. But anyway, I digress. And it, it has settings on the back of the mic. This is fun, boring technical talk. But basically, you know, if I'm doing a show with Logan, you got to put the double end on the, on the thing there. Uh, if I do it by myself, there's a different setting. So I always try to remind myself, okay, when me and Logan are done... I put the setting back, and I didn't do it this time, and I didn't do it uh, for a previous show. I did a whole show that I just trashed as far as the uh, audio portion of me just yakking along here, and man, I, I, I was like, I swear I would never do that again, and I just did it. So the first two segments here, I do apologize. It sounds like I'm in like a phone booth or something, so uh, thanks for sticking with me here on the show, that being all said. We're going to go to the next song here. This one, uh, this one goes back quite a ways. I'll have some more info for you uh, after we uh, play the song here, because let's, let's just get to the music, right? Uh, this one is uh, off of a great Rhino set that I picked up a few years ago called Rock and Bones. Check this one out. This is Kip Tyler with She's My Witch. <laughs> you don't hear every day kip tyler there in a song called she's my witch like i said before i played the song i got this off of a great rhino records box set called rock and bones that now they have like two really great 50s oriented box sets now the the original one they put out loud fast and out of control that's a really good one that's kind of an all-encompassing early rock collection there but the rock and bones collection here it's it's a little deeper actually it's way deeper 
And it's like, you know, it, it tells you exactly what it is on the cover. It's like a, a cartoon drawing of like a, you know, a, a greaser guy with a shiv, you know, <laughs> going after another guy. And, you know, it's it's great. And and you see this uh, girl on the cover that is just like smiling over the whole thing in the background. Like they're fighting over her, you know, like just that that 50s gang culture. But anyway, that definitely sets a tone because that's the kind of stuff you would hear you know, just back in either in that day or, or right, you know, maybe some exploitation movies or, you know, if, if a movie came out today dealing in 50s culture and Tarantino was involved, then they would play songs like this. Uh, so I, I have like zero information on Kip Tyler, like especially off the top of my head, which is what I try to do here on this show. So I just go straight to the source, open up the box set, look at the booklet here, and I'm just going to read the little uh, quick paragraph commentary here on this the, the guy that did the actual you know legwork for this for rhino records the song uh the highest chart position it got was number 154 in the year 1958 that says despite the cult that surrounds him kip tyler is unknown to us she's my witch has the same latin rhythm as johnny horton's lover's rock and the same doomy feel as jody reynolds then current endless sleep it was the closest rockabilly came to high camp, sexy and spooky, released just in time for Halloween 1958. It flopped, but it remains, as someone said of Bo Brummel, quote, a lesson in elegance to the vulgar mind. There you go. Eloquent and angry. <laughs> the way we like them. All right. So there you go. Got the book out there for that one. I just figured uh, I wanted to learn about it. So for those of you few out there that might be interested, there you go. And speaking of Rhino, moving over to their Nuggets box set for this next one here. So uh, a little bit more 60s and garage psychedelic oriented. Uh, this is a really cool song. I'm really glad that I rediscovered this song for myself just doing this particular episode. That's another reason why I do this show. A lot of it's just for me. And honestly, you know, besides the handful of friends that I have that listen to the show, that's all who's listening. So I hope you're with me on this. This song... Uh, this band is called the Lollipop Shop. There you go. And uh, this is a track, like I said, I got it off the Nuggets box set. So here you go, keeping with the witch theme, or the witch is uh, how the logo looks in the movie. Anyway, this song is called You Must Be a Witch. <laughs> Yeah. 
that was originally known as the Weeds from Las Vegas over to L.A. There you go. They went from the Weeds to the Lollipop Shop. How about that? There's some late 60s for you right there. You Must Be a Witch by the Lollipop Shop. Uh, Probably the easiest way you can get that is on the original Nuggets box set. And if you're a music fan, or especially a rock and roll fan, you don't have that, then you got to get it. It's it's a great 101. You know, if, if you if you got the serious like I do, and I r- highly recommend checking that out to listen to the greatest radio station ever invented, Little Stevens Underground Garage. That's totally the kind of stuff they play for the most part. They, they have a lot of variety, but uh, that's definitely right there in their uh, wheelhouse, as the kids like to say. All right. I'm going to move on here. I'm going to dial the time machine way forward. Uh, back to the late 90s. There was this really, uh, I'm just going to call it weird, soundtrack. Uh, something I'm, I wasn't very familiar with. And I remember picking it up somewhere in a used shop. And just based on some of the people that were on it and guesting on it. And even the the person that, that did the entire project, you know, I was a decent enough fan of. But a uh, cat from... Babes in Toyland uh, was basically in charge of the soundtrack for this comic book called Witchblade. And I think later on it became a series, although I never saw it. But apparently Witchblade was a pretty uh, decently popular comic back in the 90s. So there's a whole soundtrack about the comic Witchblade. And uh, on the soundtrack, in addition to Cat, who's pretty much on almost every song with the exception of a few uh, there's some there's some guest spots here by uh, Megadeth, uh, Peter Steele from Typo, and uh, Lydia Lunch. Uh, some cool people definitely on here. So that's another reason I picked up. It's it's a very decent listen. Uh, I don't know how easy it is to find anymore. It's probably out of print, but uh, on here. And uh, here's a slightly more tasteful tribute uh, to Glenn Fry than we did on a Fallen episode. It'll be coming out soon. Uh, we don't really. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll maybe I should explain that. <laughs> we uh, I think the next episode coming out or actually maybe the next few episodes coming out. I'm going to probably work in a, a happy birthday to me episode somewhere in between this, but like I said earlier, I recorded another fallen episode with Logan and when it got to Glenn Fry, you know, neither of us are like huge fans. So, it's probably going to come off really bad and I I didn't mean it to. We were just, you know, having fun trying to trying to make light of uh, the kind of show that we do when we're together, but uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it is what it is, and I'm, I'll go ahead and apologize in advance to any Glenn Fry fans, but uh, you know, it's not a roast or anything. It's not that bad. We didn't make fun of his death. We were just like, ah, oh, we're just not fans. I'm sorry, you know. I I always said that I would be completely honest and not uh, you know, not compromise my opinion at all, uh, at all. You know, from day one doing this show. But uh, yeah, I digress. Let's move on here and get back to the music. Here's a here's a better tribute to Glenn Fry than uh, you'll hear on an upcoming episode. Uh, from this Witchblade soundtrack, you could probably guess the song since I, I referenced the Eagles and all that stuff. Here's a cover of uh, Cat, Cat Bajeland, Bajeland, and her cover of Witchy Woman. <laughs> Oh, 
All right, there you go. Cap Bjelland. B-J-E-L-L-A-N-D. How do you say it? I don't know. I've never known. Uh, but there you go. Her cover of Witchy Woman, which is off of, in my opinion, the most listenable Eagles album in the long run, not being an Eagles fan, but I do like a handful of songs off of the long run. So there you go. A bunch of crazy cameos by, uh, like I said, Lydia Lunch earlier. Mark Rabot plays on that track, who I always saw his name on Tom Waits records. So by default, that makes him super cool. All right. And that's from the Witchblade soundtrack. If you uh, if you are interested in checking that out. Uh, they, I mentioned Megadeth was on there. They do a uh, basically a sequel to the song All Get Even from Cryptic Writing. So it's a whole different song uh, with different things going on, but the chorus is the same. It's kind of like, you know, Unforgiven 2 or something, but at least he had the sense to put it on a soundtrack and not put it on, you know, a studio album. Anyway, moving on here. Speaking of metal, a uh, one of the great metal albums of the last few years is Mastodon's latest, Once More Around the Sun. And this is a huge epic from that record here. And, of course, it fits in with the theme. So here's the great Mastodon with Diamond in the Witch House.
some Mastodon for you there with Diamond in the Witch House from Once More Round the Sun. Great record, like I said. Go pick that one up. If you're looking for some great modern metal, Mastodon is definitely living up to their hype. Great band there. Great band. And they got good taste in music, too. That That's always a plus for me. All right. Uh, you know, sometimes I do the occasional soapbox rant. Let's do it over here. Uh, this made me... Th- uh, I really started to think about this next artist uh, because of that whole thing that's going on with Kesha in the news. I don't know if you've been following this story or not. Uh, It's a long story, so you should go look it up. But basically, like, uh, you know, any, especially, it's got to, I know it's got to be a little extra hard for female artists in the music business to a point. You know, it's it's always been a male-dominated business. Uh, but, you know, I got to think, you know, if somebody is accusing somebody, especially like of rape and stuff like that, I, I would think that, uh, you know, if it's true, I, I can't imagine anybody making that up, especially in that business, because if it turns out you're wrong or you're lying, I mean, pretty much every producer in the business is a guy. They're not going to want to work with you. So that, you know, I, I don't see really you know, like some sort of ulterior motive for her to lie about this, you know, whether it's, if it's to get out of a contract, there's other ways to go about it. That's a heavy accusation. So I got to think where there's smoke, there's fire here. And that's just, that's just my personal, you know, opinion. So I think she was massively wronged by the industry. You know, that's not news, an artist being fucked around by the music industry. But, you know, it's, it's, it seems like a a age old tale now. And Kesha is the latest victim of it. Uh, but that made me think of this particular artist, uh, this lady Terry B from back in the day. She was actually a white female rapper that was signed to Ruthless Records by Easy E uh, back in the early '90s. And uh, you know, I it's really hard to find out a whole lot about her. But I know that she's talked like in interviews that you know some of the things that Kesh is talking about apparently happened to her. And I don't think it was on a professional tip either. Uh, so that that sucks. And uh, you know, and you. And she took, uh, she basically just tanked her rap career and went like strictly like hardcore, like hard, I don't even know if it's metal. I mean, it's definitely heavy enough to be metal, but it's just anger music. And she had a lot to say, obviously, and it's it's all over her record. So, uh, you know, I, I sympathize with Terry B. I think she's a great artist. And uh, if you ever heard any of her records with the band My Ruin, you'll definitely get a sense about what she's been through. And it's got to be rough. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad I was able to play her here on the show, especially with that kind of thing going on in the news. Uh, but it fits the theme once again. So check this out. This is Terry B. and her band, My Ruin, with Burn the Witch.
All right, I think that's from the either second or third My Ruin album. But that was from an album called The Horror of Beauty. That's My Ruin with Burn the Witch. Uh, a little heavier than what we normally do here on the show, but uh, I think you should definitely check out some Terry B and My Ruin. But yeah, kind of on principle, and I, I think she's cool. So, All right, moving on here. And uh, kind of a two for Tuesday here. Same exact song title, Burn the Witch by Queens of the Stone Age. Of course, you got to turn it up. Here we go. song maybe two-thirds of the way through there's like this little mini guitar solo uh with somebody bending the strings on you know double notes so you'll hear it go four times on the bend uh that is and also on the background vocals there the reverend billy g billy gibbons of course from texas's finest zz top there uh there is video evidence to prove that this really happened okay and uh, I know Josh from Queens of the Stone Age loved telling this story when it was uh, when he was out promoting the record. So Billy's in there doing the take. He does uh, his little Ben solo there in the middle. And on the fourth go-round, the fourth time he plays the two double notes, his beard catches on the strings there. And uh, so it, it made the fourth go-round kind of like have a little sustain in there. And it went, you know, it was like, blah, blah, ding. 
So uh, they called that the Beard Harmonic. So there you go, right there in the studio and on the video of the DVD of this album here, Lullabies to Paralyze, you can actually see video proof of the Beard Harmonic happening right then and there. I love that stuff. Uh, moving on here, we're going to go back in the time machine to 1980 and a band from the new wave of British heavy metal, Angel Witch. So right there, they qualify to be on this episode. But they also, and not their self-titled song, although that does exist on the same record, uh, later on, two songs later, they just couldn't stop writing about the witches there. They come out there with White Witch. So here you go. Angel Witch with White Witch. Check it out. Try that. 
Angel Witch with White Witch. Hope you enjoyed that for you early thrash fans. You could definitely hear some early thrash in there. And of course, just classic heavy metal sound. There's just something about those old productions, man, that just, uh, it's just got that, uh, you know, I, I, I can't even explain it. I'm failing at explaining it. But, uh, you know, you fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Last song on the show here. The last song of the witch's theme. Of course, I'm sure there's a few of you out there screaming for this one, and I didn't forget about it. I actually had to cut quite a few songs off of this episode, but I couldn't leave this one out. And uh, I, I like to try to do this now on shows just to let you guys know that I'm thinking about you, friends of the show. I'm going to go ahead and send this one out to quite a few people. Of course, Chris of CNJ Radio out there in Japan, hauling it, making us proud. Uh, also, I'm going to send this one out to Logan, of course. You know Logan from the show. Comes in from time to time. Big fan of this band. Of course, the great Mark Striegel. He sent me a, a nice congratulatory text and uh, wrote on the wall there congratulating us on 200 episodes. Really super appreciate it, Mark. It means a lot. And lastly but not leastly, Pete from Space Beer, the great Pete LaRussa. I know all of you guys are big Rush fans. I love Rush too, but you guys might have me beat on this. Uh, but despite all that, I do have all of the sectors, you know, those reissues on CD. Uh, it's definitely worth it to get Sector 1, 2, and 3. And, and now I've finally obtained the, uh, the, the, uh, the rest of the collection on a remastered tip. I'm a sucker for remasters, what can I say? Uh, but uh, I guess, you know, kind of the... The middle ground of Rush fans, there's people that just like the 70s stuff probably, and then maybe like some people that came in later like me, love it all. But I'd like to think that uh, Moving Pictures is probably the handshake of all eras. I, I feel like it is. I know that's probably their most successful album, but of course, right here, great album track here off of Moving Pictures and closing off the show here tonight. This is the great Rush with Witch Hunt.
Moving pictures there. 1981, I believe. That sounds right. There you go. Rush closing off the show here tonight with Witch Hunt. How can you go wrong with that? I, I, I don't know where to go from here, so I'm just going to go ahead and get out of here. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. Whether it's your first time or you've been with me for years, I, I, I love you all and appreciate you. Uh, for further information, please go to cnjradio.com. Home of this show, Rock Strikes 10, and every single episode, including the ones that iTunes does not have on their site anymore. Uh, you know, and, and Chris is on there with the Wrestling House Show blogs and the Last Theater on the Left blogs and all that fun stuff. Thanks again, Chris, for all that you do. No you, no show. All right. And, of course, before we get out of here and hit play, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband. Tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Looking forward to that new record, man. All right. Till the next one. Everybody out there, have fun. <laughs>